It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome as we get ready for the San Jose Sharks to take on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. And there is big news on the injury front, and that is the return of both Logan Couture and Nico Sturm. The Sharks' recent win in Montreal was the only win this year they've been able to pick up without Nico Sturm in the lineup. And having him back there on the ice in terms of his overall ability, in terms of his uh, ability in the faceoff circle, uh, just his overall game, Nico Sturm has been as big of a loss that the San Jose Sharks have had all year long. If we look back at that schedule, it was pretty much him going down in December which culminated with what turned into a 12-game losing streak. Now, obviously, there are mitigating factors, other people getting hurt along the way. The Sharks not playing exactly an inspired brand of hockey, uh, but it's hard to ignore what the team has gone through since he went down. He got hurt in that game against Winnipeg, the 2-1 win after the 3-2-1 road trip, and then after that, it was the 12-game losing streak that started for the Sharks that extended from 2023 to 2024 that did not end until they got that win against uh, the Habs. But since then, obviously, a couple of losses and then a shootout loss to Chicago. And now they've got a couple of games back and they are taking on Anaheim tonight, a team that is, in my opinion, a relatively beatable team for San Jose. But at this point of the season, with where the Sharks are, they have to prove it. I, I would have thought that, you know, going against Montreal and Ottawa and Buffalo and Chicago, they would have been able to pick up more than three points out of that four games, but I was wrong. So this, the Sharks are in prove-it mode right now, and it's not helping that Mikhail Granlund is going to be out or week-to-week week with that shoulder injury or upper body injury that he suffered the other night. So, you know, that's not going to be helping the Sharks' offense as well. So while you do get two centers back in Nico Sturm and Logan Couture, you're also losing Granlund. So it doesn't help the overall situation that the Sharks are in right now. And you would hope that at some point they will be able to get the lineup that they thought they were going to have um, out there on the ice. But I also point out that that, you know, early March trade deadline, March 8th, I believe, is looming. And we never may be able to see the Sharks this year as we expected them to be on paper, which has been a big part of why they have been, um, you know, at the bottom of the standings all year long. There was a brief moment in time where they did move past Anaheim in early December, but that has since come to an end. We look at the Western Conference standings right now. The Sharks have 24 points, seven back of Anaheim. And if you look at them compared to Chicago, they are six points back of Chicago, who obviously beat San Jose uh, earlier this week. So for the Sharks right now, it is ultimately a prove-it situation. We cannot look at their game and assume that they are going to beat anyone right now, nor do you assume generally in the NHL. But I think you look at strength of schedule and you look at where your team is and you say these are quote-unquote winnable games. But as I said, the way that they played on that road trip was um, less than inspiring, and now they've got to come home and prove it. And I think that getting back home after being on a five-game road trip and being able to finally play some home hockey 
as three out of their next four, including tonight, and four out of their next five, including tonight, are going to be at home. Hopefully allows them to play just a little bit more inspired overall because you want to see the Sharks uh, give their home fans a good show. I think that's one of the most important things, and I know that it is important to all of them, um, but obviously easier said than done. So I'm looking for a big performance from tonight against Anaheim with the return of Nico Sturm and, of course, with the return of Logan Couture. And, you know, whenever I look at players when they're back into the lineup for a long time, you know there's going to be a lot of emotion You know there is going to be a lot of just overall hype about their return. And with Logan Couture, the hype is real. You look at the consistency that Logan Couture has displayed throughout the entirety of his career. You look at what he's meant to the franchise since day one. You look at his point total and offensive contributions last year. 27 goals, 40 assists, 67 points in his career. He has 323 goals. He has 377 assists. That's the type of guy who's almost at a point per game, and that's gone down since, obviously, the Sharks have taken a downturn. Um, But, you know, you look at previously in his career, you go back to his first full season in the NHL, and that's the 2010-2011 season, he had 56 points. The next year, he had 65 points. The next year after that, shortened by the lockout, 37 points. Then 2013-2014, 54 points. Then in 2014-2015, when the Sharks actually Uh, Missed the playoffs. He had 67 points. Uh, The next season after that, 36 when the Sharks go to the Cup Final. Then 52, then 61, then 70 when the Sharks get to the Western Conference Final. Um, And then things started taking a downturn after that. 39 points in the 2019-2020 season, which was shortened uh, by COVID. It was cut off, I think, after they had played that game in Chicago. Then the abbreviated season the next year, you've got only got 31 points, 21, 22, 56 points. And then last year, uh, 67 points in a full 82-game schedule, which is one of the most productive of his career. Now, obviously, his responsibilities have changed with the team. Uh, The Sharks are not as talented as they once were when he was a younger player. So it's all in the context of his career. But over the course of his career, he's averaged 0.76 points a game if you round up slightly, which, yeah, the Sharks could very easily use right now. And I think that when you look at the absence of him on this team you know I I can't say that one player is the ultimate difference maker but I would also say that there's one player that you don't want to miss that you don't want to be without on this Sharks team it's Logan Couture just because a he's the captain I believe I talked to Dan Rusinowski about this earlier this year the only time we could think of when the Sharks didn't start their season with the captain was the first season with Doug Wilson since then um, it's been a mainstay and then you know you look at the fact that he has missed you know, now 45 games of the year and the Sharks are in the second half of the season and experiencing one of the worst years in franchise history. It doesn't really surprise me that much that it's been with the absence of Logan Couture. Again, not that I am saying that he is the ultimate difference maker because one player in the game of hockey is not going to, you know, be the difference between a playoff team that's winning the Stanley Cup and nothing else. And the Sharks would still be in a down year. Don't get me wrong. But I do look at the fact that you had these 11 and 12 game losing streaks in those individual streaks, or I guess 11 game winless because the Sharks did get a point in game two of the year against Colorado. But in these extended winless streaks where you're not winning, how much of a difference can a player like Logan Couture make out there on the ice in one game? I would say a big difference. I go back to a late season game last year against Vegas, where in overtime, Logan Couture reads a pass, almost baits him into it, um, jumps it, picks it off, takes it up the ice and scores to win it in overtime. That is the type of player that Logan Couture is. Out there on the ice at any given time, 
He is going to be one of the smartest guys on the ice. And so I think that when you have that, you know, looking for a type of play like that, you can't just replace that. That's not something that you can just discount not being in the lineup. A guy who is that smart, who has that type of vision, who can break or change a game like that, if he's not out there, that's going to be a difference maker. In fact, let's go back and listen to that play. Petrangelo gets by Couture. Moves down the left side across the Sharks line in overtime. Puts on the brakes. Gave it away to Couture. Logan's got a break. He has a breakaway now. He's moving in. He shoots. He scores! What a finish for the captain. Logan Couture, goal number 26 on the season, and he's mobbed by his teammates. The Sharks win in overtime against Vegas. Four to three, 50 seconds into the extra session. Listen to this crowd erupt. Do the Sharks win that game or lose that game if it's in overtime this year and Logan Couture is not out there? I mean, that's the type of question you have to be asking yourself because when you have one of your most talented players and he's not on the ice... Things are different. Again, it's not just one player that changes the season, but in individual games and in individual scenarios, you look at things like that and you think, yeah, that could have had a pretty big difference. That might have been a pretty, you know, impactful moment when we look at the totality of the season. Then we look back at some of the more interesting team stats, like the fact that the Sharks are only 22nd in the power play. Now, if you have Logan Couture as part of that power play, is it a little bit higher? Yes, Does that make a difference in some of the one-goal losses that the Sharks have had over the course of this season? I am going to say yes. And then you start to look at some of the other stats, like the penalty kill. This is where it gets a little bit more painful, where the Sharks are all the way at the bottom of the NHL right now. And you think to yourself, Logan Couture, one of the best two-way players in the NHL, does his ability to impact the penalty kill change the overall course of the game? Yeah, I would say so. And then if you have him on the kill and on the power play, could that have changed individual games? The answer that I keep on coming back to ultimately is going to be yes. And again, that's not to say that he is the only thing that matters over the course of the season for the Sharks and they would be magically better if he'd been playing all this time. That's not what I am trying to say. I'm just pointing out the fact that they would be better overall, that they would be more capable, more complete, and more wins would be on the table when we look at this season overall. Now, many, I don't know, but maybe those overall losses, the losing streaks could have been interrupted because it's not really shocking when you look at Nico Sturm and you see the team has only won one game this year without him in the lineup. If you're going to tell me that that's just coincidence, I'm going to have to disagree with you because I do not think that is a coincidence. I think that is ultimately where games change. Where games swing, the play of individual players, it's not about the totality of the year. It's just about individual games and the impact that they can have out there on the ice. And I'll be looking for Logan Couture, maybe not to immediately have an impact tonight, but I think the fans will be fired up to have him back out there in the lineup. I think that his teammates will be fired up to have him back out there in the lineup. And I think that Logan Couture will be excited to play. Logan, I've known him for a long time now. He is easily one of the most fiery guys in the NHL. His overall desire to compete, his will to win. In terms of the athletes I've met across all sports, I would put him right there at the top, at least in the Bay Area. I don't know other athletes from other markets quite as well, but I know the Bay Area pretty well, and I've interacted with a lot of the guys that have been a part of the Bay Area sports scene since I was about 10 years old. Logan Couture, his competitive nature is right there at the top. And I know it's been awful for him to be sitting out all this time. You know, I see him after games. You see him at 
you know, different practices. You see him. He just doesn't look like the same Logan Couture because he's not out there playing hockey. He's not happy. He doesn't want to be in a suit missing a game watching from a suite. He wants to be out there on the ice more than absolutely anything. But obviously, there are going to be injuries in any player's career, and unfortunately, Logan Couture has dealt with this one, the most extensive of his career, and now he will have to uh, get back in shape in real time. And listen, I know he's been working out there on the ice and getting ready and doing all sorts of scrimmages, but there's still nothing quite like an NHL game, and there is an adjustment period, but you can also do a lot on adrenaline, and Logan Couture is skilled enough and impressive enough to definitely make an impact on tonight's game. Now, beyond that, the Sharks are simply going to have to do things better than what they've been doing as of late. And you can look first and foremost at the offense, which has been mostly non-existent since Nico Sturm did go down in the middle of December. I mean, if we look at their goal totals, it has been pretty, pretty bad. Uh, they got shut out against Arizona, two goals against uh, the Avs, one goal against LA, two goals against Arizona. They actually had four which was, I believe, their best output over the last uh, point since they did get that win against um, Winnipeg back in the middle of December on the 12th. But they obviously lost that game to Vancouver. Then they only got one against L.A., shut out by Edmonton, one against Colorado. That takes us to the start of January, three against Detroit, one against Winnipeg, one against Toronto, one against Toronto. They won the three-goal game in which they beat uh, Montreal 3-2, and they did tie that total of four in the loss to Ottawa, got shut out against Buffalo, and obviously only got the one goal against Chicago in their most recent game on Tuesday night. So the offense, first and foremost, needs to get rolling. Now, Mikhail Granlin goes down, so you lose one of your most consistent players this year, but you're also getting two very good players back in Nico Sturm and Logan Couture, who I would expect to have an impact immediately. You get, you know, three of your centers that you expect to have right up the middle um, that you were looking at earlier in the season. That, to me, is going to have an impact and is going to allow the Sharks to have a better overall level of play in tonight's game. Beyond that, you start looking at what you need from some of your other players and some of the guys like Anthony Duclair. Um, you know, you look at what you need from Mike Hoffman. Hoffman in particular, he's been in the midst of a, of a, a slump, I would think is an appropriate way of putting it. The guy is a goal scorer. The guy knows how to get it done, and he just has not been playing up to snuff. I think the efforts there just hasn't been there. William Eklund's another one of those guys who you look at the most recent couple of games, he got robbed by the crossbar and has had some just tough luck and had some great saves made against him. But, you know, that's that point where you get to be a better player in the NHL. Like, you've got to put the shot in a space where the goalie's not going to be able to get it a little bit more often. And that's part of the development process, but that's part of what he needs to do. But there's there's no one on the Sharks that is, uh, you know, free of this argument of needing to be better defensively. I think we can all say with a pretty good and concise frame of reference that they have not been good enough offensively. And, you know, the defense... They've not been able to do it specifically on the penalty kill nearly good enough over the course of this year. So, you know, it's it's not just like you, the Sharks can fix one thing and become that much better of a team. With their talent deficit, with where they are right now, it's going to take a lot of hard work. And I think the effort is there with the San Jose Sharks, but you just need a little bit more. You need that spark. You need that drive. You look at the way they've started slow in so many games, falling behind. You look at just the fact they've not been able to establish things. You know, you, you would like to think that puck possession is something that you could consistently control over the course of the game, but too often the Sharks have been giving it away. Too often they've made bad passes. Too often they've just not been able to create quality looks. They were more aggressive on the shots against Chicago, which is something that I hope continues 
into tonight's game because if it's one thing I've noticed with the Sharks this year is that there are micro adjustments from one game to the next, but then there's a bit of a backslide. And you need to be able to keep up that shot generation. You need to be able to keep up that overall aggressive nature, get pucks to the net, get in dangerous territories, just throw things at the goalie and the defense, make them answer the questions you're asking of them. These are the things that the Sharks need to do tonight over the course of the game to give themselves a really good opportunity. Now, the one thing that's been pretty good for the Sharks as of late, even if there are games where they've given up uh, more goals than we would like, obviously, is is the goalies. Whether it's Kakinen, whether it is going to be Mackenzie Blackwood, both those guys usually put forth pretty good efforts, and I'm not walking away displeased with what they've done at the end of the game. I, I've definitely been in situations where I've had, whether it's these goalies or, you know, Reimer before him or Dubnik or Jones or however far back you want to go where you say, yeah, the goalie could have put forth a better effort tonight. And yeah, again, there have been certainly games this year where you want at least a couple of goals back. But I think for the most part, the goalies have not been the problem. The problem has been that you just have not had good defensive play in front of them. You've been giving up too many shots. You've been giving up too many looks. And, you know, a big tree is going to get chopped down with enough small blows. And that's what happens to the Sharks goalies. They can only stand on their head for so long, especially if you're not doing anything to swing the momentum in the opposite direction. And I will give the Sharks some credit this year. They have been decent at riding momentum, but the chances in which they've given themselves that ability to play some downhill hockey have been few and far between. It's happened over a couple of stretches of games. It's happened at you know just various small moments of games. And even the games where they have been able to ride a little bit of momentum, it's not always been enough to put them over the top. The Ottawa game would be a very good example of that where they did come back from a 2-0 deficit and even take the lead, but they couldn't extend that out enough to give themselves some breathing room and take over the game. Now, the one example of the most recent road trip would be jumping out to that early lead in Montreal, which was enough to give them some breathing room, but it was still a tough fight to the finish, even though they were able to hold on. The other aspect of the NHL season that is going to be more and more rearing its head as we get later into the year is the trade deadline. I was reading a story earlier today on The Athletic talking about teams that would be interested in a Tomas Hurdle. I also looked at other articles uh, that were talking about teams looking at Trevor Zegras of uh, Anaheim. So it'll, it'll be very curious to see how this does work out and where the rebuilds for the Sharks and Anaheim and Chicago and these other teams do go because right now, Um, it's a big part of where the NHL is. You have to be bad to be good again. And Detroit is the most recent example of a team that is still going through it. I mean, I think there was a lot of sense from a lot of people that it was, oh, well, Detroit was going to be, you know, right there back in the thick of things this year, but they have not been able to consistently be a great team this year. Now, right now they are fifth uh, in the Atlantic right now. They're seven, two and one in their last 10 and they are playing better Um, but you know, that was after a really hot start where people thought things were going to be a lot different right now. They're the last wild card in the East. So, you know, only one point in front of the caps, only two points in front of the devils. You look at, you know, other teams that have been coming on strong across the NHL. Carolina has been playing better and better as of late. You look at the way Tampa, they're riding a four game winning streak. But the point is, is that it doesn't just happen overnight. And the sharks, if they do get offers, we heard before the year that, you know, they would talk to a hurdle. They would talk to a couture and see what they wanted to do. And we've heard Mario Ferraro's name be bandied about the trade market. We've also heard of Capo Kakinen. So these are things that are going to come up as we get deeper into the year. But I think is starting to be more and more on everyone's radar as we move towards the All-Star break because the All-Star break coincides with a lot of chatter, a lot of people talking about a lot that'll be going on with these teams. 
And then it's just a wild ride to the deadline. We are just about out of time, however. Be sure to join us tonight, 6.30, live pregame coverage, 7 o'clock go time from the tank as the San Jose Sharks take on the Anaheim Ducks right here on the Sharks Audio Network. I will see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.